When one lives in a given society, one is constantly subject to the suggestions of that society. The suggestions from that society are their common beliefs. The person who would evolve must be aware of these common beliefs of all the society that surrounds him, so he is aware of the suggestions that comes to one. Many, many long years ago, there was a great teacher known as Hermes, who had a school that was known as Hermes, and was in Egypt. And one of his teachings was that one should be sealed from all the suggestions of society. From this came, of course, the word hermetically sealed, which means it's absolutely sealed, airtight, watertight, vapor-tight, any other thing. So in order to have ourselves in somewhat of a sealed state, so that we are not subject to suggestions, we will be aware of the general beliefs of the people with which we associate, the ones we live, the society in which one exists. Now we're going to repeat some commonly observed beliefs. They were quite long to take down in detail so they can be put in the awareness. I can be aware of these beliefs. And not necessarily recall them all, but by the end of the week, as you consider this discussion at least once and all these uh, beliefs of the general society at least once each day, one will be rather familiar with them and one will hear them from many directions. Now, they may be said in slightly different words. It is the idea, not the exact words that we are concerned with. And we will be aware of these ideas that are believed by the great number of people in society. Not every one of them believes every one of them, but they're very, very common, and one will be exposed to practically every one of these in a week. If one should be unaware of it, it may even sound logical or reasonable. One is slightly sleepy at that moment, which means one isn't paying directly attention. One won't, but if one is well acquainted with these, they will sound like a bell and will startle one into a wake. Sometimes it is nice to be shocked. It does wake us up. You know, if a person is very sound asleep in the bed, sometimes you have to shake them a little bit to get them awake. If one is acquainted with these basic ideas that the people believe, one will hear them. And, of course, they are excellent. Also for a little more self-observation to see if some are still lurking around. First one we'll use is people know what is right, but they go on and do what is wrong anyway. That, of course, is anti-agape. It says that people know what's right and they go do wrong, so therefore they are blamable. And <clears throat> they knowingly prevented me. Of course, we see them as unknowingly being second force and that they're acting out their unconscious decisions, their conditioning, and that they could do no other thing, which might be love, agape. But the people believe, and it is repeated mindlessly time through the week to one, 
that people know what's right and they go on and do wrong anyway. The whole idea behind that. I have certain inalienable rights uh, cannot be taken away from me. And then, of course, these we have to stick up for. This is suggested to us from every conceivable side. I have rights. I have rights in the home. I have rights in traffic. I have rights in business. I have rights in privacy and a few billion other rights. I know what ought to be, and therefore I know what is ideal, and I know what it would take to bring it about. So this is heard over and over. We know this ought to be. Well, that ought not to be. Well, this should be. This should not be. And, of course, that endless repetition is a powerful suggestion. So we'll be aware of it and hear it like a bell whenever we hear it so that we are aware of it and it doesn't come barging in. I believe I know how to do a thing right such as move, eat, and all the other things. I know how to do it, and I know how to do it rightly. I believe in gaming, that is, in superstition. I believe that there is all sorts of little things that if this happens, it will bring in something else. I believe that one can really gamble, for instance. I believe in being attacked by disease and misfortune. How often do we hear, do we read, do we talk to someone that says so-and-so has been had, attacked by influenza or they have, their appendix has attacked them or their heart has attacked them or They've had an attack of indigestion. Indigestion has attacked them. I believe in luck. Just happenstance. The whims of luck. I should, I believe that I should say I believe certain things even though I don't believe them. I believe sometimes that I believe those things that I say I believe until the chips are down. We may say that we believe that all is good and that we believe in many, many things, but when there is a challenge, we will see the run for something else. How often do we see it? I believe that might makes right. I believe that the country that has the greatest power is in the right and that the weak ones are in the wrong. I believe that I am relieved of all responsibility when I can blame something or somebody else. I believe that I am relieved of all responsibility when I can establish blame on something or somebody else. I believe that everything I read in print, in the newspapers, the magazines, and in books other than novels, is true. I believe that we are right and they are wrong. 
I believe in the teachings of Karl Marx that one is the product of the society. I believe in Freud that I am a victim of what was done to me when I was a child. And I believe in Darwin that we are the product of evolution and that I simply cannot help being what I am, that after all, I inherited it. And I believe that the reason I believe all of them is that they all say I am not responsible. One says society did it, one says the parents or early teachings or happenings did it, and the other one says heredity did it. So therefore, I'm relieved of all responsibility. I believe that God is a myth, like Santa Claus. But I must not say I believe this. We will have to observe how people act on this one. Because the greater part of people will say they believe it. But their every action proves they do not. So let's observe this double belief here. I believe that everyone is a potential enemy. Ninety percent of them are picking on me now, and the other ten percent will. I believe that a sufficient amount of money would make me happy. I believe that I have no subconscious or conditioned mind. I believe that I know everything which is in my head. I believe that I have free agency and can choose exactly how I behave. I also believe that you can make me mad, or that you can make me glad. I believe that I have the right to expect fulfillment of all my wishes with no effort on my part. I believe that everyone should agree with me. If they don't, they're just being plain stubborn, because obviously, what I believe is true, and they can know it's true, but they want to be perverse, or maybe they're just stupid. I believe that if by any chance there is a God, he should be my slave and do as I tell him. Now, this would not be said, but let's listen to someone pray. You know, there's lots of people pray in public. And let's see how they phrase it and see if they believe that God is a slave and they should do really what they want to do. That is, if by any chance there is a God, according to them. I believe that I am very capable of giving you advice, and I also believe I'm capable of giving God advice as to what things should be done and what he should please observe and what he should not observe. I believe that everybody but me, accepted, has to die. No one really lives as though they would ever die. Please observe that belief. 
They believe that other people are going to die, but they never believe I is going to die. Observe it. I believe that I understand everything you say, but you don't understand anything I say, or you would totally agree with me. Now, I understand all your arguments. I understand them perfectly. But you don't understand my arguments or my position or my opinions, or of course you would agree with me. So simply, you don't understand. That's your whole problem. I believe that I am always right, but that others know that they're not right. I believe that if everything works out well, I did it. If it doesn't work out well, there is something to blame for it, because I did it rightly. So obviously, I am entitled to brag when things work out well, and I'm entitled to complain when they didn't. And of course, I am not responsible. I believe that there is no such thing as a universal law of balance. I believe there is such a thing as cause and effect, blame and effect. No, cause is another word for blame. You see, in balance, no one believes in it, because if they did, they'd be much more heedful, wouldn't they? Now, let's observe if anybody has any conception of a law of balance. Now, the law of balance is much like drawing a seesaw board, a teeter-totter game for the kids. you got a sawhorse and a board across it, and there's a child on each end of it. That's the initiative, the passive, the form, the result. The initiative, the resistance, the form, the result. And if any one of those four aspects are taken away, the board or the sawhorse or either one of the kids, there will be no teeter-totter game. And everything in the world seems to work on that great law of force, the initiative of passage or resistance and the form of the result. So let's observe if anybody believes in balance or do they believe purely in luck and in chance. And while we're at it, let's make a big line under that one, because it is well one to see whether we are observing or not in our self-observation. I believe that I should appear to be logical, but I really don't give a damn about it. But we always try to get the idea that if it's logical, it's true, so I should appear to be logical. But really, I reacted a little while ago, and now I'm dreaming up a logical explanation as to why I did what I did a little while ago. Let's observe this one, and especially observe if it still occurs in I, not with the idea of condemning it or justifying it, either in self or others, but in I observing it. So that if it still does act up in I, that it is observed and reported to X, and then we will watch X remove that one. <clears throat> I believe that when I die, I am annihilated. Now, nobody says this except a certain very few. 
most say they will have a future life of heaven or something else. And most, of course, think they're entitled to a heaven. Now, if someone really believed that this heaven was coming up and that this miserable world here was so terrible as most people seem to find it when they compare it to the ideal, they would kind of welcome dying to get to this great and glorious place that they have talked too much about. But I've noticed that most do everything possible and want it done as long as possible to prevent it. So what one does indicates by the action what one really believes, and by their action is a suggestion. People say they believe they're going to a great and heavenly estate, but they will fight for every inch of the way to remain alive, and they say to their children, be careful, you will get sick and die. Be careful, you'll get hurt and get killed. In other words, everything is seen that death is the most horrible state of affairs possible. It is almost a national phobia. And obviously, if the belief was different. So let's observe this particular one. I believe that the very worst thing that could happen to me is to be embarrassed or exposed or to be shown in a poor light. feel the very worst possible thing other than death that could happen to me. And some people even put death second because they commit suicide rather than be exposed or embarrassed. And this is interesting to observe children being conditioned to consider that embarrassment would be the most horrible thing that could happen. This is a very interesting belief observe as one goes about. And one might notice that one of the greatest difficulties most people have and the thing they spend the most time in thinking about is the way to avoid embarrassment of being exposed as being in a poor light or as not having an ideal explanation for everything they do. That is one that's very logical and reasonable. I believe that everything will work out all right unless somebody hates me. Of course, the great teacher said, leap for joy when somebody hated you because of what you were studying and doing. But you see, the basic thing is that that person hates me, therefore will cause me all manner of trouble. We believe in a form of magic, do we not? that somebody over there's thoughts will hurt me. We're like the man that found the cross chicken bones, chicken feet on his doorstep. I believe that if it is desirable to me, that is, if it's fun or pleasure, it is evil. And if it is bad, it is due punishment. If I enjoy it, it must be bad. And if I have it, I've got to get rid of it quick. But still, I'm going to struggle to get it. So this is the conflict. You see, we have been taught a Puritan ethic that to really enjoy anything was bad. But then we also have 
that's on B side, you know. But we still have the struggle of A to gain that pleasure. And if we gain a great amount of things and we feel guilty, we ought to give it away, according to B. And A says, well, we've got to get it all again. So here is somewhat the picture of conflict. You may observe that a person believes that to really have things to use, not to own them or identify with them or any such thing, but simply to have them is in some way evil. But still, it is evil not to have them. So the person's in rather a precarious position. I believe it's said to believe between a rock and a hard place. I believe that appearances are important, that it is important to impress by appearances, not for what I am, but for what I can impress people to think about me or to believe about me. I believe that everybody should have a goal, some ideal to work toward. I think high ideals are very excellent. In other words, we believe in the world that ideals are very great. I believe that everything must be practical or serve a practical purpose, or otherwise, you know, it's just worthless. One meets this in many places that we can't see any practical purpose in being aware of self. You can't sell it for so many dollars. Nobody will hire it. Nobody wants to rent it. And it won't make you more successful. So it just has no value whatsoever. Now, if you belong to a proper organization, now that has a practical value because the right people see you there and they will do business with you. I believe that it is wrong to be selfish. And I believe that selfishness and greediness are the same. But you see, unless one is aware of the value to self at this moment or to I, the value of what is, but to be greedy is to want more, better, and different than what one has at the moment, what one has to use. I believe that now will be just like then. In other words, then was pretty bad, and I think that now will be bad. Or now was pretty, then was pretty wonderful, so it ought to be that way now. We do not believe that every moment is new and fresh. <clears throat> I believe that I should be spontaneous. That's out one side of the mouth. But I believe that I should plan my work and work my plan. Are those two beliefs compatible or their decided contradiction? One is from A and one is from B. I believe that I should be spontaneous. And a second later, someone is saying, but I believe that I should plan my work and work my plan. And incidentally, planning is one of the greatest fantasies going today. It is probably stopping more things is to try to plan the future and make it all just like I want it to be. And of course, every moment, there's something that may arise 
that would interfere with it. So we better get another insurance policy. Are we better put more reinforcement around this? Or we better reconsider this whole thing and start over from scratch again? And so thousands upon thousands of thousands of human hours are spent planning a mythical future, trying to anticipate any possible thing. There, of course, is the total absence of the awareness of X and that person. I believe that I have free choice, our free agency, our free will. But I believe a moment later that it's impossible to make a choice because of circumstances. You see the contradiction. Now we have been observing I for some of the self. I has been observing the self for many, many weeks now. But you see, there is still hidden contradictions. We got one side out, but the other side of the contradiction is still there with us. That's why in each discussion, for each week, we attempt to remind that one will continue to light that lamp, the light of I observing the self. There is many dark corners in that mansion. You know, there may be sliding doors, and then it is a secret compartment, who knows, but somewhere they're there, so let's keep looking. And the fact we got one side off, there was a barrier between it and the other one, like these beliefs that are totally in contradiction. <clears throat> I believe that I have free choice, but I believe that I cannot make a choice because of circumstances. And a moment later, Someone comes up with something altogether different on that one, too. I believe that you cannot change human nature. That's some belief. Let's hear the contradiction. I believe that I can straighten you out and solve your problems and get you on the right path if you will just listen to me and take my advice. I believe that my body can hurt me. Wonder what me is, and wonder what it is that believes, and wonder what its relationship is to the body. You see these common everyday usage of language, of possessing, and of avoiding responsibility are highly suggestible to all of us. Let's review and review and review again and then some more, this bunch of beliefs that are very common, common in the society in which we exist, and that we are subject to the suggestion from these beliefs, and that some of them may still be lurking somewhere in a compartment hidden behind a nice barrier that kept the contradiction from showing, and they're still operating.